0: This is the Quadrant Podcast, episode
1: twelve.
0: Welcome to the second episode for this week for our lovely podcast, Better Late Than Ever. As usual, we have an excellent guest for you guys. Now, before starting, let me remind you, as I always do, to follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook or join our mailing list so you can keep up with every new episode we put up. And if you have a story to share, come over and don't be shy. We're here to share your stories. So, Let's get started.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, my name's Danielle Blanchett, or Danny Blanchett. Um, I write the blog Going Nomadic. Um, I started it for a trip that I was taking in September of 2011. Um, I actually decided that I needed to leave the country again. Um, it had been about six years since I had left the country, and I was starting a blog I wanted to start it so my mom would know that I wasn't dead and stop freaking out all the time. And I figured this was a great way to do it. And as a photographer, I figured it was a great way to show off my photographs. Um, I joke that my blog is just very elaborately captioned photographs because it is so <laughs> incredibly photo happy or photo heavy. And I, I personally think I'm a horrible writer. Um, other people tell me I'm amusing, but I like make up words and yeah. So I had originally planned a trip to go to Southeast Asia. Um, I was going to start in East Timor, which is this tiny country, um, next to Indonesia. And I was going to go up through Indonesia and go up through Southeast Asia. And then, you know, attempt to go to the middle East and attempt to go to Europe and all of this on $5,000. And, um, Three weeks before I went to buy the trip, because I, li- I live on the West Coast, so about it's about three weeks before you want to leave are usually the cheapest flights to Asia. Okay. And it was about $1,000 to get to East Timor, and I knew this, and I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm buying the tickets. So I woke up in the morning at 6 a.m., logged on to Orbit so I'm like, I'm going to go buy my ticket in... On the website, there was this little like special thing that said Miami to Caracas, $200. I'm like, $200 and bought the tickets like didn't even it was a thousand for East to And I was just like, 200 bucks is so much cheaper. And yeah, my roommate woke up a few hours later and I'm like, I'm going to Caracas. And he was just <laughs> like, um, thought you're going to Asia. Like, nope, I'm going to Caracas. He's like, isn't that in Venezuela? I'm like, yes. He goes, do you speak Spanish? I go, I've been studying Indonesian. And three weeks later, I was on a plane. It cost me more to fly from Las Vegas to Miami than it did from Miami to Caracas. And went on a one-way ticket down to uh, Caracas um, two days before I actually left. I got a hold of a girl on couch surfing. I was literally going to show up in Caracas, Venezuela, and just figure it out as
0: Oh my God! wait how how long was that was this
2: ago? It's this was in September of two thousand and nine I, I left September nineteenth of two thousand and nine. Wow. I left from Las Vegas wow. to fly to Miami and arrived in Caracas on the 20th. I stayed in Miami overnight and arrived in Caracas on the 20th. You probably don't know
0: this, but I was born in Caracas. We were born in Venezuela. Yeah, we were in Venezuela. Oh,
2: wow, yeah, well, your country is absolutely gorgeous and never did I expect that it's actually as dangerous as our state travel warning list says it is because we say everything's dangerous. So I'm just like, it's not bad, whatever, I'll just show up and I'll go to a hostel and I'll walk there, it'll be fine. And yeah, yeah, you're shaking your head now. And two days before I left, um, I a girl that I had contacted on couch surfing was getting back yeah. from a trip in Italy uh, two hours before I was arriving at the Caracas airport. So I got to stay with her family and instantly realized that I would have totally been robbed blind in about two seconds. Because yeah. I would have walked it with my camera and my photos. And, like, found out all the hostels in Caracas are in, like, the worst parts of town. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, I love, love, love Venezuela. I thought it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. just i like it's one of the most beautiful countries i've ever seen but like yeah there were definitely times to like you can't talk to anybody you have to like you know we're going to hide you in the back seat where people can't yeah. see you when we're driving <laughs> through certain parts of town um
1: yeah, well, you were but lucky to find ex- uh, that family.
0: Extremely lucky. You keep talking and I keep, yeah. I keep getting tense. Like, wow. Dutch, yeah. a poet, But talk. I never
2: had a problem. I was in South America for 10 months and everybody talks about, like, you're going to get robbed. You're going to get yeah. mugged. This is going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Um, one, I from everything I read beforehand... Um, you don't get killed, they just rob you, they take your money, and then they let you go. So it's not like mm. you have to worry, you just get robbed.
1: I don't know where, where yeah, you read that, but in Caracas they kill you. Yeah.
2: But I didn't believe what everything said about Caracas, because, you know, we say that Europe's dangerous, and that, like, yep. you know, I'm like, you guys haven't been to East Detroit? Like, I've been to East Detroit. Like, East Detroit is dangerous. I didn't expect Caracas to actually also be dangerous. Um... But, yeah, 10 months in South America and, like, knock on on wood, like, nothing ever happened to me. I was fine the whole time. Um, Yeah, I went to Caracas and I went to Margarita Island, which was amazing. I could actually walk around with my camera. I was in Juan Griego. Um, I love, love, love Caracas. I love uh, Margarita Island. And then I went on the most horrible tour I've ever been on Um, in in Maturin, Venezuela. I went down to Maturin. (laughs) And went into the Orinoco Delta. Um, yeah. It was beautiful, but the tour treated the Waru people like animals in a zoo. And it was—we mm-hmm. literally were actually told um, we should buy candy in the town so we can throw it at the Waru children as we drive by on the boats because they're poor and have no shoes.
0: Yep. Uh, I'm like, uh, sounds familiar.
2: Wow. Yeah, they were. I got to see cool animals. I got to pet a capybara, which was awesome. Um, I got to actually teach a few of the Waru kids how to use my camera. I started, one of them got really interested in my camera and one of our, let's visit the poor Waru trips and buy things from them. Instead, I went over to the kids and they were looking at my camera. So I take my $2,000 camera and just look at one of the girls, make you want to try and pass it off to her and just started passing my camera around to all the kids, letting them take photos and stuff. Of, like, using my camera, and it was that was great fun, but the tour wow. itself was horrible. Wow. Horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> I've been Bravo. told there's much better ones out there. I just ended up on probably the worst tour that exists in the world.
0: Yeah.
1: And which other cities did you visit? Oh, which other areas of Venezuela? Because we have a. It's um, a big those are the
2: only three parts of Venezuela um, I experienced. I did bus back from uh, Maturin all the way to Colombia. Having no idea how big Venezuela actually is because I did absolutely no research because I changed continents. And, how many um, days did it yeah, take somebody,
1: you to get there?
2: Somebody, I was gonna say somebody told me it was uh, twenty hours from eastern Venezuela to Bogota. Yeah, 28 mm. hours later, I arrive in San Antonio in the western part of uh, Venezuela, which I walked yeah. out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this looks like Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley, that, that really decrepit mm. port from Star Wars. <laughs> I'm like, I am in I'm, I'm in Star Wars right now. Um, yeah, every book I read said it was a five minutes to get from, you have to go from San Antonio, or sorry, San Cristobal was where the, the yeah, bus station was. So. It's five minutes from San Cristobal ball to San Antonio where you get your passport stamp and then you walk over the border it was an hour and a half bus ride to San Antonio and then it was still (laughs) another hour to get over the border um I've written about it it was like the most horrible experience I was like and I had no money in Colombia and I had like I couldn't exchange money anywhere I had like no food left I was like it's freezing cold it was I I Did not want to get on another bus in South America. I started flying everywhere after that trip. (laughs) I think if I had any remote idea how long it was going to be, I would have been able to plan for it better. But yeah, it ended up being a 50 hour bus ride of hell to get from Eastern Venezuela to Bogota. And it was just like every bad thing that could possibly happen did, except I didn't get like robbed. Like that's the only thing that could have made the trip even worse. Um, but having it happen at the beginning of the trip, by the time I got to wow. Bogota, I was ready to jump on a plane and go back home. I was so distraught with everything. <laughs> but it made the rest of the trip, it made me appreciate the good stuff so much more. <laughs> so it's like every time something would happen, they're like, oh, that sucks. And I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I love Venezuela. I would love to go back to Venezuela so much. So this time I maybe plan a little bit more, speak a little bit more Spanish.
0: Well, uh one part that you completely missed is what I was going to. What I plan to go in next month is to the Angel Falls in the Amazon, which oh, is the higher waterfall in the world and it's I, mm-hmm. I have done this once I did it once when I was thirteen, and it's an amazing trip because there's it's literally the jungle there's no civilization it's, it's a It's a little <laughs> bit of an adventurous trip. And it's, it, I think it's something everyone should see at least once in their life. It, it's, a, it's a complicated I, trip to plan, but it's amazing.
2: I, I really, really wanted to do it in this same company that I went on the tour with in the Orinoco. Because I was originally going to volunteer afterwards and stay right, on this right. trip and volunteer with the tour. They also offered tours to Angel Falls. But after being on the tour for four days with them and, you know, having the the not the guy who runs the tour, he, he wasn't there a lot. He was actually nice. His two younger brothers ran the tour on the ground and I was a single female there by myself. And they seemed to take that as uh, as that means I want to I want to sleep with them like oh, I would okay. have to- to put stuff by my, my door be, so I could hear them if they were going to come in. Like, I I was actually scared a couple times because they would not leave me alone. What? Um, so I, I proceeded to not end up going to Angel Falls after that. Um, I think next time I would actually take the time to research research tour companies, not just jump on the, like, a real, I was offered, it was $200 to go to the Orinoco for four days. I'm like, hey, that's cheap. I'll do that. Probably should have researched and spent a little bit more time and money. Um... But I've I've actually been in contact with a couple tour companies that have read this story and they just they're horrified too, and I'm like I, I definitely want to go back and I want to do Angel Falls and or that that big that plateau mountain thing.
1: Los you should you should ask your uh, yes you know, the family you met about the prices if they know somebody because if you know a, a local you can find cheaper places if you buy uh, than if you buy the ticket uh, from abroad. Hell, if you plan to go, tell us. I'm yeah, looking for an excuse
0: to go back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I would. I really, really, really want to go back to Venezuela. It was, it was gorgeous. I just, I wasn't ready for it. Like, like I said, I had no planning. And you still have a lot to
1: see. I mean, near to Margarita Island in the coast. The best state in in Venezuela, the best beaches. Uh, is, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm from that. Oh area, yeah, I so. was on
2: Playa Caribe. <laughs> the first day I went to a local beach because I could go to Playa Caribe, but there was one that I could walk to. And I was staying at this uh, hotel, Patrick, on the island. And he told me, you know, you can go to the other one, but you need to take a cab. But there's this one you can walk to. But just so you know, it's all locals. I'm like, then that's the one I'm going to. And I had so much fun. I think it was the only foreigner on the entire beach. Like there weren't even actual people, like other Venezuelans on this beach. It was all people that lived on Margarita Island on this beach. And the second I walked in, they're all like, hey! And they just like, <laughs> treated me just like one of them because they thought it was amazing. And I just had the best time hanging out with people. And yeah, I and I did go to Playa Caribe, which is gorgeous. Um, I was there quite a few times, got salsa dancing lessons from one of the, uh, the bartenders because we're the only ones on the beach in the morning. So he started teaching me (laughs) how to salsa dance. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, I like to say that I've been to cities, not I've been to countries because there's so much more to see that I haven't. Mm -hmm. Like I've been to three places in Venezuela. I haven't seen Venezuela. So, but yeah, I went Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, and then 10 days in Santiago, Chile.
0: All right i am pretty sure this was not the story you planned to tell but i'm already i, I didn't expect to be talking yeah, about i'm, Venezuela. About I, I'm the, really the, surprised the, and enjoying this already
2: it's i to be quite honest i don't even have a story planned i was just hoping it would just kind of come out at some. Uh, it point came out good <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, like, it did come out up until the fact that time i was calling i'm like i still don't know what to talk about so uh yeah i'm just gonna go with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but but you said you stayed eight months in South America, right? Eight months. Ten months.
2: I was, I was down months. there. Um, yeah, it was September of 2011 to July. I came back July fourth of uh, 2012. And how, many,
1: so, how many? How many? How many months did you stay in each country or each city, as you recall?
2: Um, well, Venezuela, I was in there for about three and a half weeks. I was in Caracas for like a week, week and a half, or about a week. Margarita for Island for like a week and a half. Um. Maturing or the, the Orinoco for it was a four day trip, but then you know, getting across Venezuela was like another yeah, day, yeah. two days or two. <laughs> um, and then I went to
1: like get, getting across Venezuela is a, uh, it's a, it's a long trip, a day trip, two day trip. Yeah,
2: yeah, Venezuela just, it turns out is a uh, pretty, pretty freaking huge. Um, yes. it's not right, it's not I just see. big because
0: the U.S. is much bigger, it's that the roads are in a very, very, very bad state. You can get to one end of the U.S. And be always, like, in a very high-end, well-paved road. Well, in Venezuela, it's like dirt. It's like a, it's an adventure. It's, it's much more yeah. complicated to from one place to the other.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've learned that, like, um because I would go back and forth from Medellin to Quito a few times. And it's, like, to fly is an hour and a half, but to bus is two days. So I've, I have learned the difference between American miles, like, North American miles and South American miles. Like, huge difference. Ours is all flat for the most part. Even when you get into the Rockies, it's not anything like what it is in South America. We're like the speed limit says. Like I went to places that say speed limit says 100 kilometers, and literally like 200 feet in front of that is is like a right-hand 90-degree turn, and you can't go 100 kilometers around. You go like (laughs) 30 kilometers around. So. But yeah, I spent spent, uh, about three and a half weeks in in Venezuela. Um, I went to Bogota for three days and hit it during the rainy season. And it's freezing cold and rain. And I am not a freezing cold and rain person and could not get out of Bogota fast enough. Like, I'm like, I hate Bogota. It's it's awesome. (laughs) The one afternoon, it was sunny and warm for like four hours. It was amazing. The rest of the time, I hated it. Um, And then I went to Medellin. The girl who I stayed with in in Caracas, her mother was actually from Medellin. So her talking about cool. Medellin, yeah, I went I went from going to want to stay in Medellin for like three or four days to going, okay, I have to spend a week there. Ended up spending two and a half weeks there uh, and meeting the the guy I am now married to because um, I ended up at a rock show the first day and he was playing and I'm a photographer and photographed him. He was one of the best drummers I've ever seen um, and met, met his singer for his band that day by accident walking around the food court um or the food stalls I should say and then met Diego my husband I met him the next day um and he spoke English which was awesome because my Spanish still sucks I know how to say no entiendo ni mierda and that's about <laughs> it um <laughs> and um so yeah I just became like best friends with him really really quick and then I stayed in Medellin for two and a half weeks then left went to Ecuador Um, I was there for about six weeks, um, total, but I, I was there for like three, three and a half weeks, went to Chile for 10 days, went back to Ecuador for like three and a half weeks. Um, and then ended up going back to Medellin mostly because I loved it. I love the weather. I, I don't like the food there, but that's okay. You know, they can't be perfect. Um, I, I joke, I'm like, I love your people. I love your culture. I love your weather. I hate your food. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Medellin. Gene food. It's just the Paisa diet. I hate it. Um, I I hate panda queso and Arequipe and I'm, I'm such a horrible, like I'm a horrible Colombian. (laughs) Um, But I love everything else about the city. So I went back there and, you know, I'm like, have to see Diego. He's my best friend in South America. i had been talking to him every night, like more than I talked to my own family and ended up hanging out with him and then ended up like seeing him every day after that. And a few weeks later, I moved into his house for the Christmas season because I needed to get out of the hostel I was staying at. Um, So I went there for like a week and then I moved into another hostel because I was like, I can't just start living with you. I barely know you. And, um, yeah, it very quickly turned into, I was staying at his house five nights a week and staying at the hostel two nights a week <laughs> and then just finally moved into his place. And now like two years later, actually it was like a year and a half later, we got married and now he still lives in Columbia and I'm in Vegas trying to make enough money to, uh, be able to bring him here. So, okay. wow. yeah, yeah. It's like my, my mom kept joking too. And I left, she's like, you're going to go to South America and fall in love with someone and get knocked up like, no, I won't. So I did like... <laughs> I didn't do the knocked out part, knocked but out I did the rest yeah. of it. And I was like, oh, mom, I, I fell in love with someone and South America. So, but yeah, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> Are you planning to go back soon to um, Colombia to see him? I mean, before he comes to I the States. I want
2: to. Um, I, I'm i trying to... I'm actually in the process of like... Because I have to work like a regular job here yeah. to be able to do this. Um because we're legally married in Colombia. He can't come in on a tourist visa. He has to come in on a, under a fiance visa, which has a million requirements in the USA. And there's a lot of politics that go along with it because he's from south of us. And we pretty much consider everybody who comes from somewhere south of us to be Mexican and illegal. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Oh my yeah.
2: I actually call him my Mexican because he looked at me one day when we were joking around like, like play arguing. And he said, "Well, all you oil eaters think everything south of you is Mexico anyway. And I was like, all right, one oil eaters is the greatest racist slang for someone from the USA. And two, I'm like, oh really you Mexican? So now I call him Mexican. His whole family is Colombian but he is my Mexican. <laughs> I introduced him to someone as Colombian like a year and a half ago because I'm like trying, I don't know this person. I'm not gonna call him my Mexican. I'm trying to be politically correct. And he looks at me and gets all hurt. He goes, but I thought I was your Mexican. so he's my mexican yeah i'm like someday that might get me in trouble but it's actually for a really really adorable reason so uh (laughs) but yeah there's there's a whole lot of politics and because i was out of the country for so long i made like no money according to the u.s government and you have to make a certain amount of money a year for like the last like three to five years so according to them like i don't make enough money to live on um like i made i made like like a quarter of what our poverty level is one year and I was like I was gone for 10 months so like we don't care so now I'm I'm kind of stuck it's it really sucks like not being able to travel as much as I want because I have to save money but it's going to be worth it in the end because once he gets here then I can travel with him
0: (laughs) exactly of course exactly well Wow. wow Wow, uh, as I told you as I told you in the start, usually we try to make guests forget that they're being recorded so they can talk more naturally. Now this time I forgot that we were being recorded. <laughs> I was so into this that I completely forgot I was recording everything. Wow.
1: This has, has been it's a really okay, enjoyable so episode. Can... Yeah. It I all works. I never expected you, you would start with uh, Caracas. Yeah, w- w- when, bo- you, when uh, you mentioned I Caracas, ticket to we just, Caracas, just stared at wow. each other like, really, yeah. wow, okay, w- no,
0: well, really, we, really I good.
2: See, Barcelona and stuff, and I just thought you guys were both Spanish. I didn't know that you were Venezuelan.
0: No, he is uh, completely Venezuelan, but so- somewhere in his in his family, there's a French line, and I'm uh, I'm born in Venezuela, but most of my family is Spanish, so there's like I'm the Spanish. connection there.
2: Oh, that's cool.
0: So I'm yeah. A, I'm,
2: not, those... I'm not Spanish at all. Not, <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, Are, you I sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. When when I was in um when I was in In Colombia, actually, this is, this is, um, so my husband's parents live in this place called El Tigre de de Antioquia. It's a tiny little town in the middle of like the mountain jungle side, um, about three hours outside of Medellin. It's one of those places that tourists do not go to, and they kind of recommend that you do not go to it, but it's his family. So we went out there, his, his stepfather owns, I forget, it's either 500 hectares or 500 acres acres i can't remember which which um measurement acres. system it was in but it was 500 of something acres of acres. land or whatever um that he grows caca- cacao yes cacao. chocolate chocolate on <laughs> i made the mistake of telling people i was going to work on a coca farm in Colombia because i'm it like, <laughs> coca. yeah yeah i made the mistake yeah i, I learned i learned real quickly when someone's saying uh, i don't know if you want to be saying that i'm like what's that?" about chocolate they're like yeah you just did not say chocolate i'm like oh hey cacao there's a difference so on a chocolate farm he plants chocolate trees (laughs) but we went to go out there we went to see it we went to go help him work on the fields and stuff because i you know i thought it'd be a cool experience and stuff and um we went out there one of the times and by the time we had gotten on the bus to head out there it was too late to call us and tell us not to bring the gringa because I guess paramilitary had come into the town and there was a shooting at like 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and like we arrive and there's like Colombian police everywhere and co- paramilitary running, running around, which is like I guess they're the offshoots of the gorillas. Like they're still gorillas. And um, yeah, so we, I'm out there to work and we're, you know, I'm like whatever. It doesn't – I'm not worried about it. Everybody else seems to be worried about it. I'm not. So uh, – me and me and Diego are gonna go walk out to you know, the field where we we're working and we, we turn this corner and on the corner of the land on this horse path there's a, a police car. And Diego just looks at me, he goes, I don't think this is good. We should really go back to the house. So he like turns me around to start walking back to the house and Octavio and the police come around the corner and they just stop. And they're all like da-da-da-da-da in Spanish. And they just stop and look at him and goes, you have a gringa? And then they proceed to tell me that if anybody comes in the middle of the night to not talk and try to blend in. And I'm, like, looking at me like, <laughs> you see yeah. me, right? Like, I'm not blending in. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even a little bit. I'm like, and obviously you don't know me because, like, you think I'm not going to talk I'm like, the first time they say something, I'm going to yell at them and tell, like, you're swear at them or I don't know what. So, yeah, there was actually a, um, a like, hide the gringa. Um, it, was, it was pretty funny. Like, the, the whole time we were there, like, I guess the, the police had chased the paramilitary into possibly somewhere on Octavio's land. So they had come to find out where Octavio's workers were. So, you know, if they do find the paramilitary, usually they just bomb them. But because he had workers in the fields, they needed to make sure they weren't going to, like, you know, hurt any of the workers and stuff. So they were coming to, like, warn him. And, yeah, then it turns out I was there. And, like, I couldn't leave at one point. Um, my my papay, my grandfather, um, passed away at one point. Like, we knew it was coming. Um, but, yeah, he passed away at one point while I was out in the fields. And we couldn't actually get me back to the USA in time for the funeral because – it wasn't safe for me to leave. Like I could only leave during certain parts of the day because of all the robberies that had been happening. Cause the paramilitary had moved out of El Tigre, but it moved somewhere like, you know, and into another town at that point. And for like three days, the buses were full during the only time of the day that they would allow me to leave. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was, I found it amusing. Wow. Everybody else is like, wait, you what? they like, you're <laughs> like my mom's like, you're playing hide the gringa she's like should i be worried i'm like no i'm fine i'm like they'll just kidnap me they won't kill me
1: yeah they play (laughs) anytime i come here
2: (laughs) yeah i i i might have issues though like when i was 10 i wanted to get kidnapped by the Colombian rebels because i didn't know anything except that they they were killing people because they were fighting for something and i wanted to go get kidnapped by them and live with them for two years so i could learn their side of the story i was 10 yeah so, like, little things like that, I'm like, they're not going to kill me, so why do I care? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've been told that I'm not very smart, too.
0: <laughs> this is being a very fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: but, but, uh, this one's going to be...
1: Wow. Yeah. You were 10 years old and you oh, were imagining God. that.
2: Yeah. That, that's what I, I... I remember seeing something about it on the news and just you know the, parents don't always give their kids everything that's on the, the news so like the little bit they tell me made me more interested it's like the, they're, the reasons why they're telling me i don't want to go there are the exact same reasons <laughs> why i want to go there um i'm i don't know i think if i had ever like i never finished college but i think if i did i probably would have ended up becoming like a war journalist or, or more like photo journalist or or something because I am like, oh, there's stuff going on somewhere in the world that I don't want to go to. Like you tell me I don't want to go somewhere, or I shouldn't want to go somewhere, and I automatically want to go there. Like that's that's just how I am. I really want to go to Pakistan. Unbelievably, want to go to Pakistan.
1: Uh, you shouldn't go to um, Pakistan then. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. It's like I want to go to Pakistan. Pakistan. I, I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to go to Syria for a while. Like when we, like when we were younger, and you weren't supposed to want to go to Syria. I really want to go to Syria and Beirut. Um, and like I, I go to Iraq in a second. I would go to Iraq in a second. Um, well, yeah, there's mention. there's a lot of places I want to go that they tell me I shouldn't. <laughs> no. And you probably
0: will go. And soon. you probably will exactly. Anyway, yeah, we, we need we need to cut this off here because. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think we have
1: a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will we we'll make like two <laughs> episodes <laughs> out
0: of this. But we're probably just squeeze it into one but it's worth it. Wow. But we're, we're extremely glad that you do had this chance to share this story with us because, well, it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful ride. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Oh, and finally, if, if you do ever plan to go back to Venezuela or visit any area of Spain, do tell us because we yeah, we can we help. Can have, we have a lot of family in Venezuela. We, we can help with a lot of things.
2: Yeah. Nice. Awesome. I'm gonna take so. you up on that one day, just so you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're absolutely. So you, serious, you, have right. a, you have our email, so exactly. We're free to... all right. And if you guys if you
2: guys come over to uh, the USA, let me know because I know people all over the place. And if you come to Vegas, you better hit me up, or I'm gonna I'm gonna be very angry with you. I'll make you cookies. right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs>
0: we're going. We're not you Next on that. So Vegas. Exactly. So <laughs> So you're not. Vegas is that.
2: awesome. There's so much more to do here than just gamble. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: Awesome. Okay. So well, thank you for everything. See you around.
2: All right. Yeah, Thank you nice. very much. It nice was meet you. great. Um, I hope I was interesting enough and not. That you, you not were... Yeah. Not so nervous.
0: <laughs> no, you're really, really fine.
2: Thank you. Yeah. All right. Have Goodbye. a great day, you guys. We'll see you Bye later. You
1: Bye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Adios. Hasta Bye. luego. <laughs> que